0: Tweet at SFM Radio and at John Harika.
1: Let's talk cricket for a little while. Uh, Aslam Khot is going to be joining us in a moment. We're going to be talking about the 3TC. As if the T20 and the T10 and the 100s weren't confusing enough. Let me explain simply what the T3C is, or the 3TC is, right? Three teams, eight members each, competing one match of 36 overs. The 36 overs divided into two halves of 18 overs. All three teams will have an innings of 12 overs, six in each half. A team bowls six overs at each of the two other teams, and when the seventh wicket of a, team, a team's inning falls, the final batsman will bat out for the rest of the innings, but he can only score in twos, fours, and sixes, and bowlers are allowed a maximum of three overs at either opponents, nothing more than scoring the most runs at the end of the 36 overs. As clear as mud, Aslam Kota, SABC Cricket commentator, writer and analyst joins us. Aslam, first of all, did did we need the 3TC?
0: Good evening, John. First of all, I must say, it's great to have you back on radio, (laughs) talking sport. Yeah, terrific. Uh, Yeah, you just talked about uh, it being, uh, uh, is it necessary? Well, you know, but for a moment when I first heard about it, I thought there's an air of desperation either mm-hmm. from the sponsor or from the broadcaster or CSA. But it turns out that uh, they're looking at this as a, uh, a cricket hardship fund. That is, uh, all the money is going to go towards those affected within the cricketing community by the COVID-19 pandemic. So um, I saw a bit of nobility in it for, for a while. And then, of course, curious as to how this whole thing was going to pan out. And as you just mentioned, it's uh, going to be a real full day's cricket and uh, 24 players involved in those 36 overs. And whether it was uh, something that Cricket South Africa needed, as I said, uh, I don't know if this was maybe also just looking to try something differently to see if that bio bubble would work and see how things are. And because it was just going to be over uh, one day, uh, or happening in one day, it was perhaps worth the exercise. Now, this is obviously I'm just sucking, sucking thumb, yeah. but I think this is, this must have been the thinking process there.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, if you think of it as a as a one day event to raise money for a good cause, then then why not? You can do anything and have some fun with it, right? Exactly. Okay. Th- then that makes sense. But do you see this as being a thing, the a, f- a future format of cricket?
0: Well, then uh, the other thing that I read, uh, John, was that there's going to be some international uh, viewers to this as well signing up for it. And uh, to me, it was more of an idea that Paul Harris has come up with. Apparently, he was playing a three team card game and then wondered why can't I uh, think about or, you know, get this formatted into a, a cricketing sense. Mm. And that's exactly what he's done. Now, this is not the Paul Harris, the ex spinner. Um, uh, not not the ex that played for South Africa, but the former CEO of First Man uh, First Man Bank. Oh, wow. And now he's the big rig at mobile data company, Rain. And uh, maybe this was just a way for them to also, whilst in this uh, whole period of the shutdown, to get some kind of good airtime, solid airtime. Mm-hmm. And he's also got in Mark Nicholas from a commentary point of view, and Francois Pinard perhaps, as uh, the figurehead there. And um, I don't know if this is just a little trial, but... Uh, I know that there are many countries around the world that perhaps look at these types of formats to see if it's something they can do. Because you were just talking about the hundred that's unfortunately fallen through in England because of the of the uh, of uh, the grave situation there in the UK. But uh, it just worries me that all these little uh, little tidbits of cricket ideas coming through, and then guys with big money in their pockets are looking to see if they can cash in. And I'm just hoping that it's not going to be that in, in the future.
1: All right, a lot to talk about, and we're going to unpack that and uh, a lot more in cricket as well. CSA uh, having some interesting shenanigans in the back rooms. We'll chat about that and plenty more right here on SAFM. SAFM. Primetime all day long. My guest is cricket commentator Aslam Khaqsa. Aslam, I've taken off my cynical hat, and I'm putting on my positivity hat. Let's talk about this 3TC thing. It's It's interesting that it involves a lot of players, which is great. It's not just the 22. We now have, uh, well, what's it? Eight times three is a little bit more than 22. Uh, there we go. Uh, so it's more players. It's more opportunity. I think the important thing, and we're going to talk about, Kihisa was named as a, a captain on one of the sides. That was an interesting look. It, it, it will change. It makes cricket more complicated, which isn't great. But it does allow more players more time in the field, doesn't it?
0: You know, to anything that you do, I mean, uh, especially when it comes to sport and exposure, etc., it's a good thing because um, people look for moments like this, look for opportunities, whether it's from a a playing point of view or administration point of view, coaching, whatever it may be, John. Um, There are positives to everything that uh, you know. You 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 uh, want to perhaps implement and let it uh, inspire and uh, invigorate the 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 whole uh, fraternity because right now it's completely down there's no no cricket happening anywhere in the Mm. world and hopefully it will be starting in the uk in uh, a few weeks time but uh like i said there's obviously lots of positives or there's always positives to these type of events but uh the longevity of it the practicality of it uh you know those are the things that we're talking Mm. about now i don't know if this is a once-off situation And perhaps just wait and see whether it works, because I'll take you back to sometime in 2000, 2001, uh, in South Africa. Do you remember the time when South Africa's uh, cricketers had to go to Australia over the December period uh, to make sure that they got all the crowds in for that boxing day uh, test at the NCG, etc.? South Africa then went without international cricket at at a crucial time of the year. So what they did at Supersport was uh, they, they introduced over two days this 25-over uh, tournament, and it worked exceptionally well. And that was actually the forerunner to uh, the 2020 stuff that had gone on in different parts of the world. England obviously claimed that they innovated the whole concept. But I must say that it actually started here in South Africa with 25-overs. Mm. So we saw how what, happen, what happened to T20, cricket in the uh, uh, 2020 cricket over the years, who knows
1: what could happen to 3G cricket. I bet you there was a commentator just like me saying, why are they playing cricket with pyjamas on? Wasn't that the famous quote? Playing cricket without white clothing on. This is a ridiculous sport. And now it's just, you know, test cricket's fading away because that's taken over.
0: That's right. In fact, even in test cricket, they're allowing some (laughs) colours around your your numbers on the back of your shirt. And and so on and so forth. But yes, indeed, it was uh, preposterous. How could they even think of playing one day international cricket? <laughs> what are they doing to... they bastardizing cricket, as they said it then. <laughs> and uh, we saw what happened to one day international cricket uh, since the Packer, uh, Packer days, where mm. even in South Africa in the isolation time, I mean, you never saw crowds like that in South Africa uh, since, I think. When it comes to even provincial cricket, because of uh, the, the vibe that it created, was something completely new. And then, of course, everybody wondered now, the game that is further compressed to twin overs, mm. what's going on here? Is this going to last? Even I was a detractor, but I must say that, first of all, from a financial point of view, I thought it was necessary because that's how the game has evolved, even in the UK. Uh, and if we had more time, I'd go into that. But what's happened now is that uh, we've seen this whole new... Uh, um, Culture of uh, cricket followers that have suddenly uh, come alive, not just in South Africa, but in different parts of the world. And it's been good for the game. So, um, you know, everything needs time. Everything needs to be given space. And uh, if it's well thought out and well thought through, uh, we've seen that uh, it doesn't just survive, but it thrives. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen to 3T cricket because that's just also reports uh, right now. I don't know if you've heard this, uh, John. But uh, it's been postponed. Yes. So because you, yeah. you
1: just mentioned the thought through thing. It's been postponed. Uh, the, the organizers, uh, saying say everybody got together and decided maybe it was a little bit too short to put it on. And, and let's face it, putting on a new tournament in well, a week and a half is really asking very much. But um, yeah, I certainly don't see it not being able to go ahead at some point.
0: Yeah, that's what they said. They, it's postponed, and I think it's more more from the uh, government point of view because of the fact that, and we know that it's going to be behind closed doors, so it wasn't a question of uh, whether it was going to happen from that point of view or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was there's no approval yet because they did meet on Wednesday, and uh, I think the three parties that were involved, including the government and CSA along with the uh, new sponsors, Realise that uh, there's a few more things that need to be done before they actually get down to the nitty-gritty of the actual tournament itself. Mm. So uh, apparently, it's watch this space for another date. Of course, what perplexed me was that we're having one of the colder winters yes. here in on the high south, and to uh, to schedule it for sometime in June is just absolutely crazy. Uh, who's going to go out and watch? I know it's not for. Uh, it's there's going to be no crowd there, but you know you just wonder. What's the wisdom behind that? Because it can't even be easy for the player to actually go out there and perform at their best.
1: Yeah, some poor player is going to be down a third leg in the shade as the sun's (laughs) going down. Yeah, good luck to you. Uh, I mean, again, when I I broke this, I didn't know it was all about the the hardship fund. That makes sense. Because I was asking earlier is – you know, we don't play cricket in winter. But I guess the players would normally go over to England uh, and do some things. The IPL would have put some money in their pockets. So it it, it wouldn't have hurt the players, certainly, to, to get a little bit of cash in the bank. Well,
0: uh, from, just judging by what uh, Quentin Pekok had to say when they had this uh, little launch, on the 3T cricket is that he just can't wait to get out of his room. <laughs> so, <laughs> not just not even out of his house, but out of his room. I think they're all eating to play. They're all professionals. It's the only thing that they do. So, once we know that they've been guided by their fitness coaches and fitness trainers as to exactly what to do to keep fit, uh, you want to be out there playing. So, I, I agree with you that uh, they would they would take the opportunity. And I'm sure that there was something... In amongst that money, uh, the sponsors, that they would be getting paid as well. And uh, the three teams that you mentioned, Kingfishers, Kites, and Eagles, Captain like Kakhisa Rabada, which is an interesting one mm. that could be something to discuss, Quentin Decock, the other, and A.B. De Villiers, big question mark about, uh, around his name in—in in, for many reasons. But the Rabada one was interesting because somebody touted the fact that maybe his name is going to be thrown into the hat when it comes to the responsibility of the test captaincy, so uh it somebody just threw that in. Um, I thought that may be an interesting one to also maybe consider.
1: Talk about that in a moment. I, you mentioned Mark yeah. Nicholas, the cricket commentator involved there as well. He says, um, he says for a format that involves young people, doesn't even outsiders struggling down a third man, wondering what he's doing there. Search for a game, he says that embraces all of its players in crucial roles, so they feel that they need to develop all the thinking and character skills that make cricket so special. I like that. So, you know, everybody's going to get a chance. That's that's not a bad way of of looking at cricket, which is and a very individual sport and a team sport at the same time.
0: Well, Paul Harris then also mentioned that uh, what he likes about this is that it's not just a format that can work at the professional level, but uh, maybe this type of a uh, format can be introduced at schools and club levels where then everybody gets this rotation and everybody plays and has uh, 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 you know, their responsibility and getting in there and playing. So, you know, from that point of view, it's, it's good. Mm. I mean, it takes me back to the whole T20 thing where you wondered about uh, the bowlers, how they were going to get about doing uh, bowling just the three three overs per, or four, the four. in T20 in, in International and T20 in Cricket. And then um, just 20 overs and uh, six overs of that power play. And you wonder now, is this all going to work in the compress stuff how are they going to even plan? Is there going to be anything tactical about this that is going to uh, be uh, part of the nuances of the game that we so much enjoy at, uh, in, in the uh, test matches and, as well as the tea, uh, as well as the 50 over matches? And what we've noticed now, and we've been hearing some of the international coaches, and I remember Eric Simon saying that it's become so technical, it's become so scientific yeah. that uh, you know you can't just wish and wash it away anymore. The twenty version, so. Uh, I'm now very careful to, to maybe just wishy-wash in maybe even this format, away, simply for that reason that Mark has uh, uh, enunciated earlier in that uh, press statement of his.
1: Okay, let's move on from from this to, to Cricket South Africa as a whole. Um, the CEO suspended, comes back after the suspension. Cricket South Africa was slow. Uh, is, is is CSA fixing the behind-the-scenes saga?
0: Um, John, my my feeling about this whole uh, saga uh, since December is that they have pussyfooted, they have tiptoed around the whole thing. They there's been nothing decisive about the leadership uh, from from every point of view. Not just the president, but he's got his subordinates there who should be saying that guys, we're doing this correctly. We're not doing this correctly. Mm-hmm. We need to maybe think about this. You just wonder if the guys who are in there, the, the the other board members, are they just towing the line because they want to stay in those reasonably well paid jobs? And uh, whatever happens in the future happens, but they are more worried about their own position. And what has happened in between over the last ensuing six months is that once cricket did happen, and we saw some encouraging signs from the national team, mm. given where they had to come, come how, what they had to come through, is that uh, what has gone on off the field still remains unresolved where you can't even say that we've actually taken one step forward because every time you think that's happened, <laughs> uh, they take three steps back. And that's where Cricket South Africa find themselves in right now. The fact that um, Taban Moroe took advantage of the fact that they hadn't made a decision and the six months were up, uh, he probably set the cameraman up outside <laughs> CSA's yeah. offices without a doubt and um, made uh, maybe just fooled of his ex-colleagues and that i'm not fired you guys haven't laid any charges against me so i'm back at work mm-hmm. and let's see what you what can you do you know so it's I, almost like uh, throwing the gauntlet at the guys and they've had meek answers they they and today i've been waiting for that press statement to come out was it last night and there's been nothing about um uh, and you know what the decision has been in uh, that meeting behind closed doors.
1: And Clive Eckstein taking Cricket South Africa now to CCMA after he was fired? Well, the thing is,
0: um, all of these gentlemen who were suspended uh, weren't allowed to say or didn't say much to or say anything at all to the media. So we were all obviously left hanging. What is the truth here? What what exactly has happened? And uh, I must say that when that did happen, the entire operations of CSA it didn't collapse, but it was in disarray, and not to have these important people in place right in the middle of the season was was catastrophic in my book. And uh, now that they've made the decision, Clive's got uh, uh, his guns all firing. He feels that um, on the, on the one issue where they did find him guilty was uh, was the one way was the one which was of of the least concern. So there are bigger issues that that are at stake and that uh, he is now going to take them to court, uh, to, the, to, to the CCMA court, mm-hmm. and flesh it out there. And I get the feeling that he's going to come out of there with flying colors. Mm-hmm. And this takes me back to the point I made right at the top of this uh, particular subject matter, yeah. is that these guys hang on too long. They don't make decisive movements, moves. And I do believe that perhaps what's lacking at Cricket South Africa is you know, experienced leadership. When you look at them, you can be a cricket administrator, but to run run an organization organization that well that was worth a billion dollars plus, sure. you can't just have anybody in place there. And uh, when you do select your your members and you you actually hire staff within the offices there, you've got to have the best at hand. And you just wonder that uh, since Harun Lodder resigned, and then there were resignations that followed him. Uh, what have Cricket South Africa Africa been doing? Because what we did here is that at one stage they were looking to cut back on the staff because of the the high salaries that were being paid and the number of people that were working there. It turns out that since then, there have been more people that have been actually employed there, and uh, that hasn't actually solved the problem at all. So it just boils down to the leadership the president doesn't sit in in Johannesburg. He's at hmm. home somewhere in King Williamstown, hmm. or outside of King Williamstown. And uh, the CEO, Tevang Marowe, a good man, uh, a wonderful worker in his early days, but certainly not qualified for, for this job. And what I must also mention here is that when I interviewed him about two years ago, uh, two and a half years ago on radio, uh, and the question was, Now that you're an acting CEO, um, is this position going to be advertised as has been suggested by the uh, the commission and uh, the Nicholson commission? And he said, oh, absolutely, it will be. And you know what, John? It wasn't advertised from a uh, position of uh, interim CEO. Mm. He was then given the position, and we've seen what has happened since then. And uh, Cricket South Africa really needs to have things uh, come right very quickly, even though uh, Saka have uh, managed to uh, overcome that issue where Tabang was pushing for the uh, new formatted uh, cricket, a format of cricket where it would have saved cricket South Africa money. But Saka, as we know, uh, opposed it because players were going to lose their jobs. So once that has been sorted out, there's still this issue that they have with Tabang and the decisions he has made. (laughs) So this is where the whole clive uh, Exton case is going to come out into the open and I think it's going to be very interesting to, to
1: watch. Alright, we're going to leave it there. Asam Kota, thank you very much. SABC Cricket commentator, writer and analyst.